Coming soon to video cassette. From the ashes of Hollywood video, it's Scraping the Vault. Join us, Dan and Audrey, for our first ever live show right here That's at right. the beautiful Tea Pavilion in <laughs> San Diego's beautiful Balboa Park. Audience, what do you have to say? Uh, all right, they're a little quiet. They haven't warmed up yet. And that's um, Jimmy, by the way. I'm Jimmy. And that's Dan. <laughs> and that's Audrey. It's me. It's Audrey. I'm over here. And, and that's the airplane. I think that's the Southwest Flight 762 from Orange County to San Diego. All right. Oh, there it is. All right. So if you listen to our intro episode... <laughs> then you'll know that we're recording this at uh, the Tea Gardens in Balboa Park, San Diego. Mm-hmm. We have been recording this show for several months now, and this is the first time we've done it live. And we decided to wait until we had a global pandemic where we could not <laughs> actually physically be together. I can see the outline of Audrey, um, <laughs> but that's about it. I can see Dan pretty well because he's closer to me. Yeah, uh, But yeah. yeah, this is Scraping the Vault, episode seven. You clearly heard first live show. Go, we have more audience, more, more people. Oh, coming. wow. Yeah. Come on, join. Welcome. Uh, all right. <laughs> and uh, so you obviously heard episode six because this is the Scraping the Vault feed. If you want, six feet, six feet. If you want to listen to one through five, you'll have to go to the Supreme Resort. That's TSR Presents Cash Grab, which used to be the name of this show. It's now called Scraping the Vault. Right, people just came right next to me. And, like, I love I totally all of this. Them. Let me just paint a picture here. We, Paint it. We're we're at the the T Pavilion at <laughs> San Diego's lovely Balboa Park. Um, it's a beautiful seventy nine degrees. I'm in shorts and a flowy top, and Dan's <laughs> sitting underneath like this gorgeously green tree, and Jimmy's right. sitting on the edge of a cliff that drops off into a ravine. And that and more ravine is than Japanese. One. It's we're, the Japanese we're... Friendship Garden. If you haven't visited, it's a wonderful place to to relax yeah. and, re- and i'm wearing a short short sleeve shirt and flowy bottoms yeah oh, and, and you know it's the kind of place that you would go and you know see the view and do th- all the things that you would want to do at the japanese friendship garden but you don't really necessarily expect to see three animals trying to make a podcast <laughs> <laughs> about straight to video disney sequels but, but that's uh, who uh, we surprisingly, are surprisingly everybody that walks by does not pay us any mind like they're, it's just no maybe. they're avoiding any contact and it's it's so good <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I get it. I wouldn't want to interrupt. No, no, they do not want to be roped into this at all, and we don't, we don't necessarily need them to be. So this is great. Well, I and just, I like, I like to think that if we were gonna have an actual first live show, that this is exactly how it would go. <laughs> yeah, we really would have planned it this way, wouldn't we? All right. <laughs> enough, met, enough meta talk let's talk about the movie that we all watched well first of all i just want to acknowledge that the the, sorry it wasn't that funny um (laughs) you know that's what happens when you have an audience you know right so this is uh, episode seven, Pooh's Grand Adventure. Now, we want to acknowledge that this is out of order if you're following along. And it's only because it was after we decided that the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh was, in fact, a theatrical release. 
Right. So mm-hmm. because this is a straight-to-video Disney sequel, this is uh, the audience can't keep it down. But that's all right. Well, what what I love about this moment is that you are the you are the only one who cares about this <laughs> about this sequential thing. But that's that's fantastic. That's why. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, why you know I'm... what? If you don't if you don't care about it, you make a, a mistake, like watching Lion King one and a half instead that's of Lion King two. Who would do thing, such though. a thing? No, uh, no. I don't know. Some dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah, if, for, if you want to understand what Audrey's talking about, go back to the Supreme Resort and listen to TSR Presents mm-hmm. uh, or, or the Facebook group, the Supreme Resort Facebook group, to hear our 17-minute episode where we discovered that Audrey listened, watched the wrong movie <laughs> while we were recording. That's I treasure those 17 minutes of... Oh, our audience is all leaving at the same I'm, time. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the very, very deserved disgust that... <laughs> Two of them just looked at us. It's like, uh, <laughs> so good. Oh, oh that's great. Um, okay, so this movie is uh, Pooh's Grand Adventure, right? Yeah. Uh, please tell me you got watched that movie, Audrey. I did. I sent a picture in the chat. Didn't you, you see it? Did. You I reacted it with, to it with a very large thumbs up. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, so here's a difficult one. If you since you've listened to this show, you've heard us kind of do commentary on these sort of terrible films, um, but some of them are okay. This was a little hard because I th- I think that the analogy that I keep hovering around and I'm really glad I finally had a, a reason to make it is these movies are kind of like frozen pizza mm-hmm. in that like <laughs> there's always going to be a ceiling just by nature of what they are to how good they're going to be like, like a good frozen pizza is not going to be like, it's not going to, it might compare like little Caesars or something, but it's not going to compare. Yeah. That would be like the, that would be the, the Holy grail of frozen pizzas. If it compared to little Caesars, I think hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, like, like that would be, that would, yes, that would be a fantastic frozen pizza, Mm. but, it's, I don't think it exists. So, like a straight-to-video Disney sequel is just by nature of what it is, it's gonna have limits to how good it, it it is. And it's not to say anything I think about the people making it, or well, maybe production-wise, but like animators, everyone, everyone's putting their skills into it. But it's a different skill set. It's a TV skill set. It's about mm-hmm. you know making a product quickly more than it is about like let's think about the nuance of like what color of this goes into that it's just like eh, it's, it's for kids so we're just there pump it out sure yeah it still has to be edible you know like right. the frozen pizza right. still has to have real cheese on it maybe so what you're suggesting yeah. is if i'm hearing you correctly that aladdin in the return of jafar is like totino's pizza rolls and your best is gonna yeah. be a giorno <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I would say that, like, uh, uh, Bell's met, uh, um, <laughs> that one. Oh, is... God, I almost leapt up and gave you a CPR. <laughs> that one would be like, uh, store brand frozen pizza that your cat vomited on <laughs> and you found, like, a year later in your ex, your ex's car. That was right. sitting in the sun for the full year. <laughs> oh, that sums it up. Um, okay, so what was your point about frozen pizza in this movie? Uh, I'm hungry. 
great. <laughs> there's um, so many. There's like four bags of chips over here, and I opened two of them and ate three chips out of each bag, and then closed them up. And now I'm sitting with my shame. That's fine. And we're and this is a, trying to this socially is a problem. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to unload on you guys that I I feel I feel silly for opening two separate bags of chips. But you know what? Yeah. Damn it! If you're hungry. Eat a eat a eat a uh, queso chip. Eat a yeah. You already touched them. I can't touch them now. Oh God! I'm Unless sorry. I I guess... Should I should I dip it in hand sanitizer? No, no, it's fine. I'll go drive my car downtown. Try to find parking. Again. I'll get you another bat. I'll get you another bottle of water. I'll yeah. get you your own pair of headphones as a gift. I, I just <laughs> yeah. a, a lot has gone into this. <laughs> yeah, just a so, little. Uh, yeah, so uh, Pooh's Great Adventure, Pooh's Grand Adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, this is a tough one because it, it's it's such an innocent story, and you know, Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh yeah. by his nature is so childlike that it's really it was really difficult to find any sort of acerbic commentary well, about it. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> uh, There's still plenty of room for it. Yeah. So what did what did we think the movie was going to be going on? Ah, well, I think oh, I wait. always go first on this. Somebody else go first this time. Well, I always forget the order of this. Do we usually do the? <laughs> do we, yeah, do what we, we do thought the, then the then the preview. Re, okay, so I'm going to go over what was going on in the world <laughs> in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> we really we know what we're doing. <laughs> um, I insist so, we write a skeleton for the show after this. <laughs> They're scary so, though. Skeletons this came out in 1997. And in 1997, the uh, the top 10 alternative rockets, because this is our second in the year, uh, we got number 10, Depeche Road, It's No Good. And number 9, Everclear, Everything to Everyone, Frontman Art, and no, I'm not going to read that. Uh, number 8, The Verb, Bittersweet Symphony, One I Hit love Wonder, that, that song. It, I should hate it, but I love it. Uh, number seven, third eye blind, semi charged, semi charmed, semi sweet cookies are the best cookies. And semi charmed life is the song. Radiohead at number six, Karma Police. At number five, 311, Beautiful Disaster. Number four, Fiona Apple, remember her? Remember the song Criminal? That's what, that's what the song was that was number four. And at number three, Blur, song number two. And at number two, Sugar Ray's Fly. And at number one, we have a jet coming in for it. It's Foo Fighters Everlong. Or it might just be me hearing things. Uh, in the theme park... Well, Everlong was a real song. It's not just you hearing things. Right. Uh, in the theme parks, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean closed the Disneyland for its 30th anniversary renovations. Uh, Carnival Castle is unveiled at Disneyland Paris. Star Wars Weekend takes place at Disney Hollywood Studios for the first time. Uh, the number five locomotive. Oh, that's that sounds silly. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean reopens at Disneyland later that year. I did not edit this very well. Walt Disney World's Pleasure Island is transformed into Pleasure Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. Oh you, get it? you get it? Did you get that? Uh, and the fifth and final weekend of the first Star Wars sweat. Okay. Cats Neo closed at Disneyland. Uh, the fourth annual 
Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival began. King Stefan's Banquet Hall uh, uh, is renamed Cinderella's Royal Table. Why is that? Boats closed at Disneyland. The, the Mike Fink boats. Uh, Light Magic debuted at Disneyland. Disneyland's Langley Corporation Parade uh, ends its three-year run. Uh, ABC Sound Studio opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's not... Okay, no, that's true. At Disney's uh, Colorado Springs Resort opens... <laughs> this is too much. This is so confusing for me. And uh, other things happened. And... There. And... Okay, and Hercules, Hercules, you were the hero parade debuts at Disneyland. Oh, really? I began my tenure at Disneyland Resort and worked at Disneyland Paris. And do you know why they changed it from King Stefan's to Cinderella's Royal Table? Because King Stefan is a dish. King Stefan is not from Cinderella. Oh, that's right. He's from Sleeping Beauties. Yeah. Thing. And yeah. King, yeah, so Cinderella's royal table and Cinderella's castle. King Stefan is not in Cinderella. Don't know why it took him that long. Wow, <laughs> nerd alert. Oh, and that was uh, the Micro Disney Cal World Tour by Cornelius, which is also a song that came out in that year. I knew I recognized that song. Cornelius is the bomb. His music's Cornelius really cool. Cornelius is the bomb, indeed. Mm. Um. Boo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, um, what did we all think? I'm going to go first of what we thought that this movie was going to be about. And this is based solely on the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So, because of the title, I think that Christopher Robin is growing up. And because Ooh. the characters uh, exist in the mind of Christopher Robin, perhaps they are being forgotten. Pooh and friends seek to find this ever-distancing life force giver. There will be honey, and many events uh, of the many adventures will be repeated, i.e. blustery days, floods, poo gets stuck in a honey pot, etc. And in the mm-hmm. end, they all find Christopher Robin and all is well. Hmm. Good, yeah. Um, nice. Audrey, what do you think? I thought uh, it would be Pooh's Grand Adventure, a.k.a. Dante's Inferno. <laughs> so... As we all know, Dante's Inferno is about Dante and Virgil, um, and they travel through the nine circles of hell. And it's a it's it's this, you know, learning and rejecting sin as you travel through. Like, oh shoot, I don't want to be that guy who's getting his bowels ripped out. Um, and so then, I really don't know a whole lot about the Pooh universe, to be honest. So I did. <laughs> the Pooniverse. Um, I got two first to me. <laughs> I know. I, I wrote down, I did some Wikipedia searching. I wrote down all the characters. There's Piglet, who's fearful, kind of gentle. There's Eeyore, who's depressed. There's Kanga, who's a mother. There's Rue, who's cheerful and playful. Tigger's happy and troublemaking. Rabbit is impatient and irritable. And Owl's stuffy and talkative. And that's the, that's the kind of the gist. And I was thinking, so like, Pooh is Virgil. And he's guiding Christopher Robin, who's Dante, through the Hundred Acre Woods, which is secretly hell. Um, and each one of the characters, Rabbit, would be Wrath or something. You know, each one of the characters is is someone they meet on their um, journey through the Nine Circles. I, I like it. And and I appreciate you setting the stage for what each of these characters are about. Uh, sadly, woefully, Rue and Kanga are not in this film, but it was helpful. Yeah. Is when we describe what happens in the movie, it'll be helpful for you, for the, the how you describe the characters. It, it'll come into play. So thank you for that. 
You're welcome. The rest of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I realized when I was thinking about what I thought this movie would be that I don't think I've seen any of the Pooh movies. My introduction. The Poovies? The the Poovies. Which is strange for me because Pooh has been, (laughs) Pooh's been a really big part of my life. (laughs) Remember that Tommy's trip? Oh, the one that I called you? Yeah, After you I had, had one of everything on the menu. True story. Um, There's an Instagram <laughs> photo shoot happening behind <laughs> us, I think. <laughs> um, so, but Pooh is a char- as a character and the characters around Pooh were um, introduced to me somewhat early. My grandparents were into them and uh, they gave me uh, the Tao of Pooh book. And I read that and I thought it was really interesting. The uh, Tao of Pooh. Damn. Yeah. It's about Taoism and how Pooh is like the ultimate best Taoist ever. Cool. Um, it's a good book. I highly Ooh. recommend it. Uh, and I know, you know, I, I, having ADHD myself, Tigger's always often compared in a lot of the literature and stuff. Uh, and there's so many archetypes. And I found the archetype, I find the archetypes very interesting, but I haven't actually seen any of the, uh, seen any of these movies like ever mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was very strange for me so my expectations were kind of like i i thought it would be episodic um i thought it would be kind of uh, i thought it would definitely be leading into a um a tv show i didn't expect a lot um and that's about it. I, I started trying to think like, okay, well, what's, what's like my joke answer. And I didn't even have that. Yeah. Um, so while this jet plays behind or <laughs> flies behind Audrey, I'm going to play the trailer. It's a Southwest Airlines. Christopher. <laughs> probably a, probably a 737. They're all 737s. Not that FedEx one. That was probably a, probably a 610. I don't know. I am poo. A.A. Milne's classic story comes to life. Christopher Robin! How are you looking for him, too? There's a carriage line. on DVD in honor of Pooh's anniversary celebration. Christopher Robin! He has gone to the great Thank you for listening to the most distracted podcast host. Chaotic Energy, the show. Fantastic, I love it. One of the most enduring friendships I got a guy sitting like two feet away from me. He's talking on his phone. You're braver than you believe. Stronger I haven't really heard him, though. He seems pretty quiet. smarter than you think. That's good. It's a classic you'll cherish forever. Just in time for the best part of the day. What part is that? The part when you and me become we. Disney presents Pooh's Grand Adventure. Now available on Disney DVD. Guys, this is a really touching film. It is. Uh, uh, it was. I, I'm just gonna before we get it in, into this. I don't. I don't plan on. Uh, I, I don't have any like intention or plan on making this into a very special episode, but I realized about 20 seconds in that I do have another connection to Winnie the Pooh. And that is uh, my dad. And Mm. he, he, you know, we're all nuanced people and my um, relationship with him has been very nuanced over time. Uh, And 
but there's the side to him, the severe, this, Jimmy, you might be familiar with this, this very sweet kind of bumbling sweetness side. Yeah. Like um, a childhood innocence almost. Right. That, um, is really delightful. And it very much reminds me, Winnie the Pooh and my dad remind me of each other in that way. And my dad has Alzheimer's and, um, more of that energy is being expressed as it mm, progresses. Totally. Wow. Um, and so it's a really weird thing to witness because um, I don't know if anyone, I'm sure there's someone listening to this that's familiar with how this disease operates and I'm not going to get into that, but it's, it's, I'm not going to get into like a lesson on it. Um, mm. But basically it's, it's super weird because you see this person fading and but in that process, they also kind of become more care careless. Mm-hmm. You know, like like carefree. I guess yeah. I guess carefree is is, is the word for it. Um, so I'm seeing more and more of this side to him as I have uh, interactions with him and my stepmom on Zoom. And so I'm not going to lie. I I was bawling my eyes out for a lot of this. Um, and that's so there's a lot of that uh i don't that's it i don't need to go any any further into that but that's going to color a lot of it um so for much of this i wasn't really sitting there with a super critical eye it was just anything anything that 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 stood out you know usually i'm sitting there with like i'm actually i'm trying to like okay this happens and this happens and that but i for this one i was just like i'm just gonna make note of the moments where i get taken out of that you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Audrey, any, any you want to add? Um, I just want to say that Jimmy told me I was a monster if I didn't cry while watching this movie. And I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my eyes felt like maybe 5% more damp at one point. <laughs> I, it was, it was a very, it's a very charming movie. I love the color palette. And, you know, the design of Pooh and all the characters is, is so classic and, and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I see, yeah, and I see completely like the, the big message, it's too early for this, but the message I took away from it is that Pooh suffers a little bit because of his like failure to remember things. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how that matches perfectly with someone whose father's going through Alzheimer's. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So I guess let's just get into it. So um, we, we open in the hundred acre wood. Okay. It's the last day of summer and we see Pooh walking across the wood. It's a story about a bear and a boy. The boy who we will meet soon is called Christopher Robin and the bear, Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Pooh and Christopher I- Robin. What? I got to say, I love how this opened with like an outright acknowledgement of like, hey, so this is an addition to the thing that you've already seen. And right. here we go. Yep. Um, so Pooh and Christopher Robin have had many adventures together, but the greatest adventure was yet to come. <laughs> so we, we're getting pause we're getting, for effect yeah our our, uh, our second audience is coming in right now um so yeah i really liked that i liked that um 
it's 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 this is this is how, that that opening moment is really how okay so it's weird analogy time when frozen yogurt first started being first started being popular and <laughs> being made analogy how unexpected i you know whatever um oh <laughs> jimmy's moving <laughs> we're in danger um, <laughs> um so uh when frozen yogurt first started getting popular and they were trying to trying to get it to be popular um mm-hmm. hello um they, the, uh, the a big mistake that they made is in trying to make the frozen yogurt taste like ice cream, which they failed entirely. Right? Yeah, it's a different. It's got that tang right. that yogurt has. Totally. But but then, when people started making frozen yogurt flavors that were exclusively frozen yogurt, the thing took off, and rightfully so, because it's like this is its own thing. Yeah. And I. All of that leads to me just watching this movie and thinking like, oh, okay, that's how if you just treat it like it's what it is, then there's a to- this isn't right. a problem. Yeah. Right. What was your favorite? So the first time I ever had frozen yogurt, I got green tea with blueberries, kiwis and strawberries. And it was a revelation. It was so wonderful. Oh, man, I'm taken back. <laughs> Today frozen is a yogurt. great day for being poo. This is a great place for being Pooh. And the very best reason of all, Pooh Bear, calls Christopher Robin, is being with my best friend. Mm. The best part of the day, as you might have heard from the preview there, the best part of the day is when you and me become we. I am Mm. stealing that line from my wife. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a weird line. And I don't, what what do they mean by we? Well, other than just hanging out together. I, I think we'll, but they're already we'll, hanging out together. Is it when they're hugging? Is that what it is? I think. I think we'll explore. Dan, Jimmy, where do babies come from? <laughs> it's when the best part of the day when you and me become we. Oh, you mean like when I get to log off from work at four thirty exactly <laughs> on the dot? That is how babies are made. Yes. Well, to answer your question, Audrey, it's when two people get together and they decide. They say, you know what? Let's make a sequel of ourselves. Mm. Is it like when a group of people spends 20 minutes taking a picture behind <laughs> a group of people podcasting? Yeah. Whatever are you talking like about? That. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, we got we got off topic. Where is the Hundred Acre Wood set? Is this on the East Coast? Is it set in England? Because I feel like Christopher Robin's a little, Acre... little British, um, little I, British boy. True. And if you ever see the movie Christopher Robin, which is a live action starring uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, oh. I think, I think McGregor. the Hundred Acre Wood is his imagination. Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Oh. Cleveland, England. <laughs> I, I think Hundred Acre Wood is, is, is in his imagination, and I think Pooh is his avatar. Oh, wow. Damn. That's my thought. Um, but huh. I think all of it's in, in Christopher Robin's imagination, which would be further indicated if you watch Christopher Robin, the live action film starring Ewan McGregor. So um, he's crazy. Yeah, I think so. But we, you know, we, all, <laughs> we all have imaginary friends. Maybe. Uh, never mind. Um, okay. So best part of the day. Uh, Christopher Robin has some bad news for Pooh. Mm. Pooh says, if it is not good news, it can wait forever. That's a bad. That's no. You no. No. Yeah. No. So then uh, there's a song that did not take long. <laughs> We're two minutes and 40 seconds into the film and we hear thought- forever and ever. 
That's a good song for a wedding. I have many issues with the songs in this this movie. Mm-hmm. It, they feel forced. They feel oh, yeah. like I, I realize I hadn't seen I haven't seen the movies, but they they've been around forever, so I've seen cl- enough clips to see that I I think the songs from the previous movies were like it's it wasn't like hey we need a song right now. It was just like. Hey, a song could actually a song could really work here. It can and carry they, the plot forward, right? Which is what songs yeah. are right. But the, yeah, I um so we have Forever and Ever. Forever and ever. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is Kathy Lee Gifford singing Forever oh, and nice. Ever from this movie. Let that sink in. In the movie. Kathy Lee Gifford? Yes. Of Carnival Why? Cruise Line? What? <sighs> There's a full album of this. Oh, just this song over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> well, there should be. But On here's the real 28 thing. 28 separate CDs. It's all your classic I have to tell you. Is it something nice? Not exactly. Then oh. it can wait. It can. Oh. For how long? Forever and ever. Ah. Forever <laughs> and ever is a very long time. God, Christopher Robin is so adorable. Forever he really is. Ah. Isn't long at all. And, and what I is adorable as an adult, as I Ewan McGregor. Grrr, am I right? <laughs> yeah, he's got that funny mole, doesn't he? Kind of like right in the middle of his cheek. What? I want to call your name. Yeah, see, the, the, this, this song, I mean, it's. I, I don't even know if it's a good song or not because it's, it takes me so much out of the movie because it doesn't sound like it fits in this world. I mean, it does well, not. The, the hard part is that they're all, they all have such strong character voices that them trying mm-hmm. to sing in character right. voice doesn't. Except for Christopher Robin, he sounds fine. Sounds so, like a. He sounds like a little boy doing it well, right? It's not an yeah. adult trying to be a little boy. It's a little boy trying to sing. Um, what I liked about the, the animation in this is simple, but it was really well executed. Like the fact that Pooh doesn't have any digits. He's a, he's a bear. He's a stuffed animal, right? He doesn't have yeah. digits. Just, it's like they all, all have like mittens without yeah, exactly. even thumbs. Some of but, them have thumbs, don't they? I don't think so. Not that I recall. I think Owl does as a feather, right? A feather. Yeah, feather. that makes sense. And maybe don't get uh, me started on Owl. Right. <laughs> uh, but I do need to acknowledge that Winnie the Pooh and Tigger are both played by Jim Cummings, who has been in every Scraping the Vault episode to date. <gasps> That's right. Oh, he's the Scraping the Vault star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So after a long day of play, it is now dusk. The one thing we didn't do today was nothing. What is huh. nothing? Pooh asks. I, I love this definition. All right. What is nothing? Christopher Robbins says, going along, listening to all the things you can't hear and not bothering. That's what. Dao Pooh. Dao Pooh right there. There you go. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. I need that book. Yeah. Whenever, if you still have it. Uh, I can get it to you somehow. I guess I, I have a Kindle. I could probably just download it. Does it have pictures? I like pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, picture books. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, so and then Pooh says, I wish we could do nothing together forever. 
very mm. sweet. And then Chris Robin says, Pooh Bear, what if there came a day when we were apart? And then Pooh says, well, as long as we were apart together, Pooh mm. would be lost without Christopher Robin. We're Pooh? apart together right now in a park. True, we are. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I feel like we're the most apart and the most together we've ever been. <laughs> That's true. That is, oh my God. This movie, Life Imitating Art. Am I right? Um, okay. So this is important because it's going to come up a lot in this mm-hmm. film. Okay. So Christopher Robin says, Pooh, if there ever is a tomorrow we're not together, I want you to remember something. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we are apart, I will always be with you. That was a really good vocal performance. I just a couple notes for you. I, I think I think it was getting a little too sing song, and I want you to try it again. This time, just kind of um, uh, a little bit more, a little, uh, just a little bit more grave, some gravitas. Pooh, keep, keep that. <laughs> there is a tomorrow where we're not together. I want you to remember something. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and yes. smarter than you think. Yes. But the okay, most but, okay. important thing is, even if we are apart, I will always be with you. Mm. Okay. No, that was good. Now, can okay. we get another one where he's kind of sassy? Like he's <laughs> like you're not sure hey, if he means it or no, not. If there's ever a time and not together, I want you to remember something. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> and then Pooh looks at Christopher Robin right in the eye and says, Christopher Robin, have you ever seen Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> you wow. stupid ass bear. <laughs> cool, Razor Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we remind you, we are recording in Balboa Park, San Diego, in the world-famous Tea Garden Pavilion. Oh, my gosh, you guys are missing it. There's a huge, fluffy white dog on a leash. I just saw someone completely eat skateboard. Oh, no. Uh, Okay, so... (laughs) And I just just need to point out, I don't think either of you saw this, but that last group that came in was looking at us double judgingly when they realized that first of all we were wearing and I I do believe this was the order first we were wearing face masks <laughs> and then second we were doing a podcast <laughs> well we're outside and so you know technically we don't have to wear face masks but I happen to have somebody sitting behind me like 5 feet so I'm wearing a face mask but I don't want to shame him. <laughs> uh, so Pooh nods to sleep after this, right? And we cut <laughs> to black. And then we reopen on fall leaves. Remember, we the movie started on the last day of summer. So today, of right. course, being the first day of fall, we open with fall leaves. It is awesome. And we zoom into Mr. Sanders' front door. Dan, can you explain why mm-hmm. when Pooh lives in Mr. Sanders' house? Well, Bernie Sanders was a uh, representative for the Hundred Acre Wood for a, good, for a very long time. He uh, he really got that the Hundred Acre Wood under control. They didn't have it was terrible. They didn't have like a sewage system. They you know the, the there were no but there was well there was a bus system, but it was just like a child with a like little wagon. It was really 
really it was Christopher Robin, if we're being really honest. So okay. It was corrupt. It was <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot of corruption. <laughs> all right, so we've established that this is a socialist housing unit, and <laughs> managed by Mr. Bernie Sanders. Uh, so those fall leaves blow into Pooh's open window, and in an artful, sort of surrealist manner, they float throughout around Pooh while he's sleeping, and then trying to he's trying to repeat that mantra, you know, that you're smarter than you seem, you're braver than you believe and you're um, smarter than you think, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mantra that mm-hmm. will come up again, so write it down. Um, so then the leaves make like this simple stack on Pooh's nose in what my mind looked like a multi-layer sandwich. <laughs> it's like, <there's> <laughs> How did I? I knew, I knew that you were going to go there. Did you? That was, yeah. Yeah. I, gotta, I, I, I wanted to point out too that the animation style in this one, for the most part, really matches everything. It does. Uh, from the yeah. previous, like, it's Absolutely. that weird, sketchy, like, liney thing that... Uh, right. Yeah. Totally. Well, because it's not trying to be... It's not trying to imitate humans in any way, really, other right. than Christopher Robin. This but is kind of the perfect simple. property for this kind uh, of treatment. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, Pooh gets up, and he's, of course, thinking that Christopher Robin's coming to visit, right? Uh, he did not understand the foreshadowing from the previous scene, clearly. Mm-hmm. So when Pooh sees the leaves, instead, they blow up only to gently stack into Pooh's arms. It was really interesting. It was a beautiful thing to watch. I'm sure there's some symbolism there in your, your Zen book or whatever, but I just thought it was cool with the wind blowing. We're all like fall babies. Do, well, how do we yeah. feel about autumn? Do we? Is Favorite it the best season. month season? Uh, yeah, um, totally. Uh, actually, so, he, go ahead. I have, <laughs> I have a theory, okay? And okay. I've yet to have the theory disproven. Your favorite season is the season in which you were born. <laughs> that makes sense. I, for me, for me, it's uh, fall, and because you know, I'm born in October, as we discussed. And I'm curious if the two of you also share almost an equal fondness with spring, because they're both like middle seasons. No, I don't really no. like spring. Winter for um, me is a Christmas. Right. Fall, okay. Fall's pretty awesome. Fall's definitely up there. Summer is great. I mean, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and summer doesn't really happen until August and September. Yeah. So I suppose take from that what you will. And then I also lived in Boston, where autumn is glorious, and it's about so, four weeks long. Uh, right. It's short and spectacular. Uh, so I guess right. what I'm trying to say is, yeah, autumn's the best season, and. Okay, right. so well, there, goes my, there goes my theory. Season power <laughs> rankings. First of all, number one season is always the season of your birth. Season, fall, winter, spring, summer. That's the power rankings for the seasons. That's the end of that conversation. Summer can't be the last ranked <laughs> Summer's season. Too hot. Um, okay, so uh, Pooh realizes it's autumn. Uh, he sees the leaves. Uh, and then he says he loves autumn. Hot chocolatey mornings and cool marshmallow evenings. And the most exciting of all, jumping into leaves. Mm. And suddenly, mm-hmm. he goes out the front door and he jumps into a pile of leaves, which is covering a honeypot. Now, first Hold on. Of- Hold on. Let's talk about the pile of leaves. This definitely disappointed me. I thought it was going to be a much bigger pile of leaves, like a, 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 a at least twice as tall as Pooh, but it really wasn't. It was like he jumped out and then they animated a few leaves 
around him after but he it, fell. But it, it's the start of fall. So it's- yeah. So first of all, it's the first morning of fall. How is there a pile of stacked leaves outside of his front door on the first day of fall? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but but you, was- you, you, the, you both wrote to me as though I made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Dan. It's about your dad. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, So it it turns out it's covering a honeypot. So Pooh jumps into said honeypot, um, and he says a lonely honeypot needs some company. So Pooh decides to eat it. Yeah. Sorry. This part is a little creepy. A lonely honey bucket needs some company. Hello, little honey pot. (laughs) It's like, it's seriously, it's like he's trying to the honey pot. All right, get your mind out of the gutter. What I just want to point out is that I've seen, I've seen a, a, a few of the Winnie the Pooh movies, maybe one or two. I don't remember any of them other than, you know, the characters are significant. Pooh makes honey look so much better than it actually tastes. Mm. You know, oh, like, totally. Absolutely. 100%. They animated it. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So he digs his digitless hand into the honey <laughs> And the overflow of the honey covers a letter that's been taped to the side that is smearing the content of the letter. Okay. So before he decides to eat it, he pauses... Uh, this might belong to somebody else, right? He's a thoughtful young bear. He believes that when a question becomes this sticky, he should ask his good friend Christopher Robin. In search of Christopher Robin, he is nowhere to be found. I think this uh, Monet may have been forced. Oh, this moment. I think this moment may have been foreshadowed, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So Pooh heads over. Oh, we got more live audience coming. Welcome, everybody. Have a seat. <laughs> Hi. So Pooh heads over to Piglet's house, only to be uh, pelted in the head by acorns. It would seem that they're coming from Piglet as he climbs to the top of his tree. Mm-hmm. Chris Robin told Piglet to overcome his fear of heights, he needs to climb to the top of the tree to conquer it. The branch breaks and he calls for Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin! As he's falling, right? Enter Tigger, also voiced by Jim Cummings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Tigger says the only difference between a fall of 10,000 feet and falling out of bed is the splat at the end. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Tigger. How to um, break an arm. Yep. The, the movie. Tigger decides to, how to break an arm the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm imagining some child watching this and thinking, "Oh, I'm afraid of heights. I guess I'll climb a tree." And then they climb a tree and they break their arm because they fall out of it. That's the sequel. That's how to break your arm. The movie. (laughs) Cream your panties when you hear my sequel idea. (laughs) So Tigger decides to have an all-time high jump. He just misses Piglet on several attempts. Then he scolds his tail. He tries once more. Just then, the branch holding Piglet breaks, and then Tigger connects with Piglet on his fall, and they land on the ground. The Ugh. impact of the fall covers them in mounds of acorns. Ah, oh, you silly old bear. <laughs> and then it's the great acorn disaster. Exactly. Of, of 
hundred acre wood. Hundred, I mean, waves and waves of acorns that then flow them to Rabbit's Farm. Yeah. At what point does Pooh say bada bing? I did not it, hear that or write it down. It, it happens. Oh. And I remember <laughs> that was the moment where I was just in my notes. It's like the notes literally say, did Pooh say bada bing? left, guys. Um. Bam! That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Bada Winnie bing. the Pooh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll be the show quote. Uh, okay, so so we get in the rabbit's rabbit's farm. He's attempting to harvest a carrot, and he's foiled by this pesky little root vegetable who seems not ready for harvesting. And to your point earlier, Audrey, that you know rabbits kind of strict by the book, right? So he scolds. Anal retentive. Anal retentive. Thank you. So he's following the book, literally holds a book saying, this is the day we harvest. It's the first day of fall. It's harvest day. And the little carrot doesn't want to come out. So he scolds mm-hmm. the carrot. Um, and just as he's scolding the carrot for the, not being ready to harvest, he is swept away by Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger and a rolling wave of acorns. Yeah. Now we got some good Eeyore work in this movie. So we cut to Eeyore, who's just <laughs> built a little triangle shelter. Okay. <laughs> Eeyore's just built a little shelter out of sticks shaped like a triangle, right? Classic A-frame, yeah. yeah. It's, not uh, much of a house, just right for not much of a donkey. <laughs> oh, God. He's so depressed. Yes. I, I would, okay, I, I love Eeyore, and one of the things I love about him is that he is, I guess, depressed, but I see it as, like, stoicism. Where, because mm. he just, it's, it's not like everything's basically a lot of what he says ends up just kind of being, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not much of a house. I'm not much of a donkey. It's like, I'm a, I'm a stuffed animal, you know, like it's, there's, right. this, there's this weird like realism to Eeyore that I think a lot of people don't, again, I've looked way too much into these archetypes. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're all all of the characters have some sort of like mental disorder. Yeah, sure. yeah. What and, what does the Tao of Pooh say about Eeyore? I don't remember. I read it years ago. Now that I say that, do I retract my statement that I don't think stoicism is a mental disorder? Yeah, no, no. no. But I, I I think that uh, I don't think Eeyore's suffering. Okay. I think he's. You know what I mean? I I think like he's oh. still functioning. He's just on a different wavelength than his friends. If ER is not suffering, are the other characters not suffering? I don't think they are. I think that they're all just kind of, I think that, that they're, they're each looking at the world in their own, like their own frame, their own way of their, their own starting point. And it gets them into trouble in different ways, but it also gets them through that trouble in different ways. They do experience sadness. And oh yeah, I think you know, we all experience the range of emotion. But I, I, what I mean is, I don't think that Eeyore is necessarily like you know when you when a lot of people talk about him being depressed, and I'm not saying that he isn't. But I think that what there there's a positivity to Eeyore that I think gets lost because it, he's just kind of like he has this attitude of like um, whatever, it's all going to go to hell anyway, and that's kind of true. Yeah. Is, yeah, is it a self-fulfilling prophecy, though? Uh, I think that the, so there's certainly a, a point where that becomes true, right? But 
you know, just like uh, Pilgrim being afraid and he's a very small animal and he's always talking about that. He barrels through the things that he's afraid of because he's afraid of them. And so in a way he faces his fears in a way that is very, he, he doesn't even stop to think about it because he's just, he's so overwhelmed. It's like, I got to go and he gets it done. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have a lot of things stopping him from doing that stuff that scares him. Right. Like anxiety, yeah. maybe. I don't yeah. know. Got a lot of that for sure. Um, Okay, so so just that so he's putting up his house, not much of a house, etc. And the gang <laughs> with the acorns comes and knocks into Eeyore, and of course destroys this little house. Easy come, easy go. See, <laughs> that's so problems. true. I related to that yeah. that moment there. Just like, why am I? Yeah. Pooh's wondering if Rabbit has a Christopher Robin about him to learn whose honeypot this is. It's not Tigger's because Tigger's hate honey. If it isn't Rabbit's and Eeyore says it isn't his, uh, he says, it isn't mine. Few things are. He's a minimalist, too. <laughs> right? That's right. See? <laughs> See? So Pooh needs to know whose honey this is. So Rabbit points to the note. There's a note. Pooh says he would read it if he could rabbit can't read it because it's covered in honey cut to owl's house this guy yeah i can't read it because it's ayn rand's atlas shrugged mm-hmm. and that's too too deep for me that's what the owl was thinking or saying or something ha laugh at my stupid joke you guys <laughs> where's, that, where's that live audience when you need them Damn. uh we so one guy kind of listening. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Still twelve dollars. <laughs> um. So okay. So Al, who interprets the best he can, it is revealed that Christopher Robin is going far away. Everyone is sad about this, of course. None more than Pooh, his best best friend. Whatever shall I do? Piglet suggests that perhaps he could be Pooh's best best friend. And Tigger interjects, and <laughs> cruel. He says, "When when Piglet gets tired of you, <laughs> me and Eeyore will take over." Oh. Yeah. And then, in a very touching moment, Pooh says, "You are all already the best best friends. With oh. you, I can do anything, but with Christopher Robin, I can do nothing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good friend. Yeah. I mean, a friend where you can feel comfortable not doing anything. Yeah. Not saying anything. You can just be quiet and enjoy yourselves, right? Yeah. I'm still single, guys. <laughs> Do it out there. Uh, so with that perplexing statement, Tigger fears his little brain has gone mad because he said he can do nothing with. Yeah. He doesn't understand. Mm. Just then, Owl, upon further investigating, reveals that Christopher Robin has gone to a very bad place and boards up his house. Mm. On a scale of one to ten, it's not good. <laughs> Owl's, Owl's just—he's—he's he's a bad character. Well, he he's thinks he's smart, guy. but he's not as smart as he thinks he is. But, but he everybody to, else, he seems to relish in making. He he seems to enjoy the fact that everyone around him is getting freaked out. Like well, he, yeah. he's he encouraged or egged on. He likes the control. He likes yeah. the the attention. I uh, Audrey, you you do improv with me. Like he's 
he's a charlatan. <laughs> and that's that's my favorite kind of character to play because it's just it's he's such a buffoon and he's so full of himself and just he he just he just loves the the the, the people giving him that authority that he and he just he, he and he, at no point does he have the self-awareness to go like I don't know what I'm talking about right ah, and he yeah. wouldn't even if he did and he's a little bit of a sadist and I'm going to prove it so <laughs> First, uh, he says that Christopher Robin has gone to, and he spells it, C-S-C-H-O-O-L, Skull. <gasps> ah! Yeah, wait for this. How do we get him back to go and, uh, um, <laughs> how do we get him back and then go into act two of this plot? <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts a get mask on Piglet. That's right. Of course. He says, we must go on a quest, says Owl. A dark. You know what this comforting and sweet pink and darker pink color scheme means? Black, shiny latex mask. Oh, fan art. <laughs> it's probably already out there. Uh, so here's where the, statistic, the sadist comes out. You must go on a quest, says Owl. A dark and dangerous adventure. <laughs> Which, of course, scares Piglet. And Piglet says, will there be heffalums? Just a few dozen. And woozles? A dozen or three. Oh, How about jagulars? Jagulars is what Pooh mm-hmm. says. Yes, of course. It would seem Owl is drawing a map based on their worries. Like, they're, he's taking their <laughs> cue. I didn't even catch that. That's he's awesome. taking their cue. Like, oh, you're scared of that? Yeah, there's going to be those. Yeah. And he starts drawing based on their fears. Yes, and... and- Yes, <laughs> it all culminates into Scullosaurus. And he says, you are all lucky to take this quest. And then he sings Adventure. Scullosaurus would be scarier if it was Scholastic Rex. Oh, uh, like the Scholastic the books. Remember those book fairs? By Scholastic. So I used to read a lot a more as a kid. You'll all be on I don't like way. Was this song actually called Adventure? Is that right? Um, Adventure is a wonderful thing. Ah, Yeah, now I'm starting to think like Jimmy does. Every time a song comes up, I'm like, what's the title of this song? (laughs) (laughs) He's gotten every one. Um, I tried to find Kathy Lee Gifford singing this song because I really want to hear it. It's not out there. I'm very sad. man. However, she does have this. This is called Hey, What You Doing? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. This is a woman who. This this was. This movie was released in 1997. (laughs) So this song was recorded at least in 1997. I don't understand this first. Yeah, I had a little bit of an infatuation with with. Uh, so they had a carnival had a series of cruise lines, and I went on the Elation, and every one of the carnival cruise lines had a Kathy Lee Gifford video <laughs> where she would go through the ship and sing. And I remember I had the I had the VHS of Kathy Lee. That's Elation, pure Elation. It's awesome. It's it's ah, uh, she's great. It's 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 like if white privilege could sing. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Totally. I was hearing that and my insides died a little bit. And I also, 
I also imagined, um, so my sister and I were in this dance group when we were toddlers or kids. I don't know how old we were. Sunshine Generation. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of song we would sing and dance to. And you'd like hold like a lollipop made out of two paper plates wrapped in some shiny, uh, colorful plastic wrap with a ribbon. And you yep. kind of like dance around and there's a video of me picking my nose in one of them. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, if you reenacted that today, I bet you wouldn't be single. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so act... <laughs> Excuse me. Act two begins in the great unknown. They go into the unknown. No, you don't have that? Okay. Uh, the forest is filled with heffalumps and woozles and who knew how much worse they have made. They've made it to the upside down rock. If you've made it this far where monsters, there are Pooh, uh, as general is, he's like the general, right? He's leading oh. the charge. He's got the map. And by the he's way, like, owl is not with them. No, no, no. Owl is sadistic. Not? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he's a sadist. Um, so he, uh, so Pooh's the general is having a hard time directing the troops, right? So rabbit takes over cause you know, he's ain't retentive, right? Uh, rabbit takes over. They, they find themselves into a briar patch of sorts. Uh, it's not a place for any of them precisely says rabbit. Uh, no Skullosaurus would dare. Jay, mask on, mask on, Jimmy. Oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> Our audience is, uh, not practicing social distance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so this is the perfect place, right? Says Rabbit, because no Skullosaurus would dare follow us in here. Now, Piglet makes his way out of the Briar Patch. And, and for those of you who know what a Briar Patch looks like, this is what it looks like in the film, so you can picture it. So Piglet makes his way out, and he, he reveals this beautiful meadow with a waterfall and flowers. He runs off alone to discover this beautiful place. The others follow. Piglet finds a bushel of flowers that appears to be made up of butterflies. But those those butterflies then carry Piglet up into the air. He's scared. No! <laughs> if only Christopher Robin was here. Well, also, when, when the first when the first butterfly goes up to spot, guys. It is very romantic. Um, yeah. When the first butterfly goes up to Piglet's face, I, the first thought that comes to my head is, oh no, it's a face hugger from Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought those two properties would get mashed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What I noticed was that Piglet is actually wearing clothing, like a weird yeah. bodysuit, knit, yep. knit bodysuit. That's right. Because the, the butterfly picks him up right by the little... The yeah, the little shoulder strap. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "What the so, heck?" I thought that was your skin because you're a weird. I actually, I, I have a, I have a stuffed rabbit. Um, I still have him. Uh, no, no, it's 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 my first my first uh, stuffed animal. My grandmother made him for me, oh. um, and actually has that exact same like pattern, like oh, arms, feet, head, rabbit. It's all rabbit, but then you torso a rabbit. What's that? We're talking about piglet. Piglet or rabbit? I'm talking about the my stuffed animal. Which is piglet or rabbit? Oh, it's a, it's a rabbit. Okay. So it's it's head is rabbit, arms are rabbit, legs are rabbit, but the torso is that exact same striped pattern. 
which mm. makes me think that maybe that's like a throwback. Like, I think maybe that's what stuffed animals were oh, like at some point. Because, yeah. you know, older lady, you know, maybe that's just like, this is just what, because she made this thing. So, mm. Mm. and she, she was, she was not a, she was a completist, like you wouldn't believe. Like, and she was not a lazy woman. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so I, those two things connecting leads me to think that that's, that's, there's probably something there. Hmm. Yeah. That, that tracks for me. Um, so Piglet is being pulled up the air by these butterflies. He's scared. He wants Christopher Robin. And then Pooh has his epiphany. Okay. And in a very, this, this whole thing feels like wizard of Oz a little bit. We'll get to that reveal at the end. But uh, so Pooh has an epiphany. Of course. Christopher Robin told me, and then he tries to remember the mantra uh, that Christopher Robin told him, which was, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. He wonders how to get Piglet down, who is very up. Just then, the butterflies pick up Pooh as well. It would seem that the weight of Pooh was too much for the little butterflies, so they let go one by one, and Piglet and Pooh fall to the ground, crushing Rabbit. Tigger's excited. He says, way to throw your weight around. <laughs> nah. It's a good thing none of them have breakable bones inside of their bodies. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And, and Tigger is voiced in this by Paul Winchell, who is the original voice artist. Just throwing it out there. Yes, indeed. Wait, and Eeyore Does that is... mean he's an all-star? No, it's just uh, no, no, no. It's okay. just It's like the only voice that he did for Disney. And he was like, I think it was like a puppeteer or something. Um, mm. Anyway. Eh. And Eeyore's something played by, Eeyore's played by uh, Optimus Prime. Right. Uh, yeah. Autobots. So, <laughs> Autobots assemble. <laughs> uh, okay. So a delirious rabbit who's just been crushed by Pooh and Piglet. Uh, he gets up. And he suggests that they go this way or, or is it that way? You know, he's, he's very confused. So Piglet he's stays also prideful. You know, he won't admit that he's that lost is true. Just like I re- My read on rabbit is it's more like a, just a outright rule follower. Like it's. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, he, sure. he has a moment where he like talks about, um, uh, don't use your brain. Don't use your like. Don't think. Don't be rational about this. Yeah. Follow what it says by the right, book. Right. And it's like that's that's crazy to try to teach kids in a movie. I think. Right. Because, Audrey and I like, both do improv and <laughs> separating what this character is saying and doing from what they're actually meaning. Like, yeah. there's some not irony, but. Uh, yeah, dramatic irony. We know that whatever Rabbit says and does, it's not going to work for him. But do kids understand that? Mm. I think, and they... especially the age group. Like this is for those Studio Ghibli people out there. This is the Ponyo of Studio Ghibli, where it's like adults will watch it and to appreciate the animation and to go into another like ah mystical fantasy world, and then like kids are watching it from a completely different perspective and right. for a different experience that's true or lego fans this is like the duplo oh <laughs> sure yeah, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant analogy 100 <laughs> duplo duplo isn't gonna have written on the side of its block like 
reject authority you know like <laughs> i think i think it it's i think it though it does and here this is the educator in me coming out uh <laughs> um i think it, it plants a seed so that when something like when it, it could be used as an example later on where it's just like you know it's it's like when rabbit does this thing that like it seems like he's being like malicious or weird but he's just he's just following these this this narrative that that ultimately doesn't work for him and this is we see this in this movie um yeah. i don't know i'm so into this archetype sh- it's <laughs> <laughs> They uh, all together make a well-rounded bunch. Right. In a way. Right. By the way, the official title of this film is Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Sorry. Should have said that at the outset. Wow. You could have brought that up an hour ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so Pooh's, so Piglet, all this has happened. Um, Pooh kind of goes to try to save Piglet. Piglet stays behind and says, uh, you are so brave. And Pooh says, you are brave too, Piglet. Braver than... I'm trying to do it. I can't. That was actually really good. That was really close. I had to look up from my notes. um, Because I was like, is somebody playing the recording? (laughs) Nice. Uh, Then what? I think... I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I started worrying. I was like, oh no, they're all... all they're lost and they are without their friend and they must be feeling some sort of pain and loneliness mm-hmm. because Pooh can't remember. And that made me feel sad. Yeah. Um, so uh, we cut to the forbidden mountain. Okay. Hard cut. Pooh and the gang head off rabbit staying behind says in order to get there, you must go here. And then he sings. If it says so. I don't have that one. <laughs> so this kind of tracks with what what um, what Audrey's talking about, and I think the archetypes you're talking about. It says so you must not follow your eyes or brain, but rather what is written in black and white. So right. if, it, if it says to do it, that's what you do. Uh, I don't have I don't that. Like I that. don't have that song, but I do have "Having Fun" by Kathy Lee Gifford from that very same album. <laughs> All right, play it. Uh, like we should be eating beignets. I want it to be like a Zydeco thing. I think that would be great. Ooh. Does that, does that Casio have a have an accordion sound on it? Let's use it. <laughs> you know what? This makes me think of that Grateful Dead song where it's like, way down in the south of France, ladies love to dance. I just want this song to be fun. Like, you know, when you put fruit in your wine. Kathy, <laughs> <laughs> you mix. <laughs> I like to sometimes try to get the frozen strawberries and I shove it into the wine bottle. <laughs> oh, Kathy! Oh, Kathy! You <laughs> little fox! The juice gets everywhere, but eventually they thaw down enough, and you're too drunk to notice that you look like you just murdered somebody. <laughs> oh, Kathy! Oh. Kathy, tell me you put chocolate chips in your Dan and yogurt. Oh, I certainly do. (laughs) At the end of the song, the map gets caught on a branch and tears in half. Of course. Of course it does. Tigger is bouncing on a big log. Stupid map. So this this log is, yeah, the map gets cut in half. There's a log that's stretched across this giant chasm, right? So Tigger decides he's going to jump on it. 
And as he bounces, good, uh, good, 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 yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. He, he bounces and he's trying to catch the other half of the floating map, right? It's kind of floating in the air. Rabbit's got one half, the other half is floating in the air. So Tigger's bouncing and bouncing. And as he keeps bouncing, that branch breaks and he falls. And he, mm-hmm. of course, calls for Christopher Robin, right? Uh, he falls, but he lands on a part of the log that gets stuck somewhere in the chasm. So he then uh, reprimands his tail again. No more delays. You bounce out of that this moment. Okay. The one thing I like I'm thinking about right now is how cool paper looks in animation. Sure. It's always like, oh, sometimes yeah. it's a fabric. Sometimes it's um, got... Sometimes it's a fabric. Sometimes it floats in the wind. Physics don't apply. Oh, no, it's ripped because it still rips, but like paper does and not like fabric does. And wow, it's now weightless and able to be carried away by the wind. The physical mm-hmm. properties of paper and animation is almost like the emotional qualities of Beast in the yeah. Beauty and the Beast cinematic universe. Or like the way the honey looks really good in, mm. but it doesn't taste the color. good. It's, it's the color. Unless, you know what? Garlic honey. Now that shit's delicious. Could you eat a whole pot of it with your digitless fingers? Um, <laughs> I mean, I have reached into a crock of my own garlic honey and plucked out a whole clove and eaten that. And it's mm. delicious. Yeah, it would be. So... Uh, so now Tigger is now questioning the powers of his tail, right? Because this is twice now his tail has failed him. This is again. What, I'm going to remind you of Wizard of Oz. Is Tigger a megalomaniac? What is his what is his um, disorder? Well, he's the wonderful like, thing about Tigger's ADHD, ADD. That's what he's often compared with. Oh, okay. Well, the wonderful thing about Tigger's is Tigger's are wonderful things, and he's the only one. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so no worries, Tigger. Christopher Robin told me that you are, uh, and then he botches it again, right? He's trying to say his mantra. He botches it. Pooh goes to rescue Tigger and he falls. Piglet catches Pooh. Rabbit catches Piglet and then Eeyore and they're all hanging. Pooh grabs Tigger just as the branch falls into the abyss. Tigger comments on Pooh's strength and then Eeyore cannot hold on any longer when they fall down, down, and land into the stream below. I really now, wanted there to be one of those tiny little mushroom clouds, like, in the Roadrunner. Yeah, totally. you know. These sequels have a weird thing, almost like a fetishy thing, about a line of characters, like, grabbing each other in, like, chasms. Yeah, yeah they happen in <laughs> the Beauty of the Beast, uh, the one we can't, that shall not be named. Yeah. Yes, or in um, those jars of monkeys that you can link up totally yeah the voldemort barrel? that's not a that's not a um <laughs> <laughs> tell us what's happening audrey <laughs> no 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 it's i i just started talking about the chain thing because i wanted to contribute but i really didn't have a good example i'm sorry okay, okay. so something something much funnier i'll explain later <laughs> Uh, so the, the map follows them down and they, so the map makes its way down. And so now they have a complete map in two pieces and then they hear Skullosaurus and they're off. Get, somebody give us the sound you think a Skullosaurus what should sound like right now. Go. Roar. Roar. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, what, I'm a Skullosaurus. Jimmy, How's it going? Jimmy, 
Jimmy one, Dan zero. All right, sweet. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm okay. a Skullosaurus. I'm here at the Japanese <laughs> Tooth Pavilion. You want to get out of here. It's a tie. <laughs> you guys do it. <laughs> All right. I've told you to leave this park. Um, so, okay, guys, so far we've covered Braver Than You Believe and Stronger Than You Think, right? Part of the prophecy. I'm just wonder... glad that they picked up after their thing. <laughs> yeah, so as, as you were going through that, Right as Audrey was trying to say something, <laughs> people come by with this dog, and we're on concrete. <laughs> the dog just just this took a giant a right next to her. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, Dan, my wife's computer is going to be dead in about five minutes. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm meaning that even if we finish the recording, it yeah. won't be able to upload the files. So yeah, so we should probably pack up here at the uh, Japanese Tea Pavilion. Oh, yeah, that um, dog that just pooped, it's smelling pretty bad. It's, it's yeah. Oh, hey, what's that? What's Is that my passport? It's 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 an air it's a, it's a jet airplane landing here at the Japanese Tea Pavilion. And uh, who's that? Is it, oh, oh, it's 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 Kathy Lee. Forgive me. Kathy Lee. Gifford. Hi, everybody. Come on board my new Kathy Lee Airlines. I'm going to take you home where you can finish recording. I sound nothing like the person that was talking just before. Hi, Kathy, Kathy. Lee. Wow, you sound you sound so unique and different. I sound very I specific, talking. don't I? Yes. Wow. Every <laughs> specific on. voice is this is different. Right. Wait. We're going to hop on this Kathy Lee Jetta. Yes. <laughs> You sound like the Sultan yes, from Aladdin, yes, man. Oh, I do. Can I come? I, can I come with you, Kathy Lee? Sure, everyone, hop on board. There's absolutely no health preparations for whatever this silly virus is. Kathy Lee. Yes. I've got some hand sanitizer at least. I'm just gonna drink it with strawberries in it. Let's finish. <laughs> let's finish this this uh, hackneyed transition device quickly, shall we? That was fun. Hey, you remember when we were recording like two or however long ago it was and then Kathy Lee came? Oh my gosh, I've been in a coma ever since. (laughs) (laughs) What was in that drink? In in my mind, it was hand sanitizer. Oh, <laughs> she's a partier. Um, Man, that Kathy Lee. What? A well, we trip. made it home safely. Yep. yep. I'm in my I'm in my mind palace. Um, right. So sometimes in meditation, they ask you to imagine yourself in a safe, warm, comfortable place. And I'm currently physically in the place that I imagine, which is the TV room in my parents' house in Woodinville, Washington. And there's wow. just a, there's a plush couch. I've got a yeah. wonderful warm blanket because nice. it's cold here, and a glass of refreshingly cool yerba mate. Nice. Mm. And apparently, there's a phone by you that will ring frequently. Yeah. Oh, just you wait. Is it your sister? <laughs> it's your sister, isn't it? It could be my sister. It could be uh, an unknown number, a spam call. Who? We'll see. So another, I, I like giving out pro tips on the show. Another pro tip is if you happen to be uh, recording a podcast and you do so mm-hmm. remotely, mm-hmm. Um, have a backup plan. Yep. 
which or we did not. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Plug in your laptop, if nothing else. Well, it was. It's really all of our faults that this has happened the way it has. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I traveled home without my recording equipment. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, right. obviously, and I should be prepared to record a podcast at the drop yeah. of a hat. And you know me being the person who's been doing some degree of sound for like my entire life, I probably should have thought that things can go wrong and whatever. So where were we? <laughs> As you may recall, now that we're all in our mind palaces, somewhere on Kathy Lee's jumbo jet. As we departed from the Japanese tea gardens from beautiful San Diego, California. I hope they have those honey roasted peanuts. Those things. Are Speaking delicious. of honey. Go. Oh, man, we're back. Man, we're back. So as you recall, uh, we've just learned that Piglet is braver than he believes. Tigger mm -hmm. is stronger than he thinks. And if we remember the mantra, the next one is smarter than you think. Mm -hmm. It's foggy and Rabbit is having a hard time finding his way. If only Christopher oh. Robin would hear, he could tell me. I'm just not smart enough, says t says Rabbit. And then Pooh interjects, oh, Christopher Robin would say, in times like this, you're smarter than, than what? I forget. Pink. You, you look. Dink. But it's something like, you're smarter Twink. when you're pink? Does yeah. that help? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help at all. So now they've all feel like they've failed. And let's face it. Well, they have. Well, sure. Let's face it. Without Christopher Robin, we have no chance of finding Christopher Robin. So now Pooh suggests they wait out in the mist when Eeyore says, End of the road. Nothing to do. And no hope of getting things better. Sounds like a Saturday evening at my house. Oh, he's so sad. Uh, <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Yep. Have I said before that I think that this, this would be a... I don't need another drink. Well, go ahead. What? No, I'm... Okay. okay. Is that Kathy um, Lee? You know what? My, <laughs> I have a sore throat. Otherwise, everyone who <laughs> listens to this podcast knows my voice work is impeccable. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, and and so was Kathy Lee's because I, that was clearly clearly another person. Mm -hmm. Have I already said that I think this would be a really good PBS series? Uh, the the Winnie the Pooh adventure. Pooh? Yeah, I don't. Well, I, ha it, I just yeah did. yeah it'd be a good series. I'm sure it has right? been a series. It has been a That's series, a not point. on PBS. <laughs> it's a very frightening yeah, series. Well, it's a frightening series? Oh, God. Yeah, the original one with the costumes is like a live action with the ones where the people's heads are no. inside of – like their shoulders and heads yeah, are no. inside of the heads. No, 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 no. You're yeah, kidding no, me. No. Real creepy. I, I, I think that, that if you threw some really creative talent uh, at the PBS uh, place, the Children's Television Workshop or whatever mm -hmm. they do, do things, um, they could do some really, really good things with this. Which again, they, they probably have on some level. Probably in England. Yeah, that's where all the good stuff is. Right. Um, but it would only be yeah. like three episodes total, the whole series. Right. And each one would be like three hours long. Yeah. And Dame Judy Dench would be in it and they'd have <laughs> David sure. Tennant. Yeah. Uh, would, would Judy Dench play um, Kathy Lee? Jim. 
Jim Broadbent. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to take that bait. And uh, <laughs> now, how do you how do you improve upon Kathy Lee? <laughs> Somehow it turns into the Sultan from Aladdin. Oh boy! Yeah, you know, hey Jamie, remember when I used to actually be good at doing voices? <laughs> uh, my memory's not away. great. Oh, um, okay. So I just I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was also Can't better. Don't you at, remember uh, your? remembering better you're smarter than you remember that's you're true stronger than you think Smell. and five is a twink mm. right uh, not five is a twink oh boy <laughs> <laughs> oh there comes the letters again um yeah so then after yeah. the three, is this when three episodes not yet calm down that it's the the three episode thing of the PBS England thing, and then Steve Carell will come in, and he'll want to play Pooh. <laughs> oh yeah, World's and it'll be like fourteen seasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Act Three begins with our friends sleeping in a cave. I you just don't understand the the like the landscape. Where are they? Like half there's this crazy mountain that, that you know they're in the Grand Canyon, and then mm-hmm. a second ago they were in like some prickly bush brambles. And then, mm-hmm. you know, earlier on, they're in some beautiful Pacific or no, they're like on the East Coast because the autumn leaves are so spectacular. Like where well, in yeah. the world is Pooh Bear and Co? Cleveland. Well, 100 Acre Wilkins in Cleveland. <laughs> That's right. We have already established that. And you know what? Some of our what imaginations. place. <laughs> <laughs> but like imagining all of the animals in Cleveland instead of like this resplendent forest that yeah. tickled me. <laughs> they like have to attack a big boy or something. Yeah. And they're all eating chili spaghetti. Oh, I love chili spaghetti. Mm. Uh, oh, that's great. Is- oh my god, just wait until we get to my meal pairing. Ooh. <laughs> but we're not far I have a away. Someone is just rediscovering their notes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, maybe right before we started recording this. <laughs> is that before or after Kathy Lee picked us up on her jet? That was before. Okay. Uh, so rabbit yeah, hears well, rabbit well, hears I'm, poo. I tried. You did. You did fine. We're we're good, and you know, we all don't have boxy imaginations. We can be in a resplendent forest, and then we can be in a cave. It's okay that it's not linear. <sighs> we're in a cave, okay. And ra- rabbit hears Pooh calling for Christopher Robin. Pooh says longingly, "I have searched all the places you aren't, but I haven't found the places you are." Then Pooh wanders outside mm. with his honey pot. If only I could really wish so. I can't do it. If only I could wish really hard so that you would come. And then Pooh sings, come and find me or wherever you are. Dang, second one. Come out, moon. Come out, wishing star. Come out. Come out. It's pretty nice. There. This one and the the other, the first one are both in re-listening to uh, it. I realized they're, they are good songs, just they don't fit this movie. That's true. They're not 
the orchestration yeah they're independent i mean they're they're good for like a kathy lee album but they're not they just don't fit right within the framework and they're not carrying the plot along like songs are meant to do in a musical they're songs that were written yeah. and sort of shoehorned into a story is that fair right yeah so, yeah like like there's little things like when he says uh like like the, the rhythmic structure of like come on out and whatever it is like it just doesn't it doesn't fit these characters it's a fine song I'm not saying the song's bad it just whenever these songs come on I'm like oh, okay I'm watching one of these again yeah fortunately they don't last very long but like this right here it's right like it, this is this this moment or that moment that we just heard is just like it's too much of a sh- it's I, I think it's there's parts of it that are too much of a like showstopper or like they're trying too hard to make it into a song rather than a moment sure yeah that's reasonable um so it was at this part of the movie where i was thinking to myself that this feels like a prequel to the live action christopher robin and if you haven't seen it imagine mm-hmm. hook with robin williams right he's grown up He's a lawyer. He doesn't have time for anything. Uh He doesn't like to fly. And then he sort of rediscovers the fact that he is Peter Pan, right? And all this stuff was real. It wasn't imagined like he thought it was. Very similar premise to Christopher Robin. Bangarang. Bangarang. Bangarang, Peter. Um, Peter, you're doing it. The movie should have been like Mm -hmm. 300% sadder. There you are. <laughs> yeah. So can we can we talk about this for a minute? Because here's the thing. The kid that he gives the the sword to was not he didn't deserve it because he never stood behind Peter. He anyway, whatever. So but in Christopher Robin, similar I mean, did you story. See the hair? Yeah, it was cool. It was Which one? It was cool. It was Rufio. cool that the kid got Rufio's the sword. Hair. His cool Rufio hair. He well, would have Rufio given didn't it to get Rufio, the sword. but Rufio died. Oh, that's a, Rufio got stabbed. The kid who got the sword <laughs> was I never... Kind of hate, oh, God, spoiler. I kind of hate that movie. <laughs> I'm just saying the fat kid should have gotten the sword. Anyway, so the live action... That's a, wait, I... This is difficult. We're making this so difficult. That's for another episode. The, <laughs> the the fat kid should have gotten the sword. That's all. All right. So in the live action Christopher Robin, he's grown up. The 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 animals just don't know what to do. They're kind of alone without him. So this felt like sort of a prequel to that because he went away. So I was sort of anticipating that. It's a decent movie. If you've seen Hook and you don't like it, don't watch should Christopher been Robin. Uh, <laughs> so should be way sadder. Which one, Hook? <laughs> Guess who's in Christopher that movie? Robin. Phil Collins. All right, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, he's in Hook. Phil Collins he's is in, in hook. hook, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was not in, in hook. Christopher Robin. Right. Well, he might have been. Probably was. <laughs> what I'm enjoying now is so that wait. you have just enough of a delay with your country internet that, like, it's <laughs> getting really confusing, and it's wonderful. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um yeah, I have I have really good internet. <laughs> that was perfect. No, I'm okay. I'm saying Christopher Robin. I went in expecting like fifty dolphin shows all in one, mm, and I barely I barely got a single like. This is a strange and completely foreign rating system to me. I don't understand. Okay, Audrey, I don't know how many times I need to it- admit this on the on the on yeah on the air. Why on not? Yeah. Um, Jimmy and I went to SeaWorld, <laughs> and 
the dolphin show. Look, it's a moving show. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's emotional. Yes, the dolphins are moving and the dolphins are moving. There's the kind of a story. There's the hint of a story. <laughs> and like, I, I, I am, I'm, I'm a person who I will tear up at the drop of a hat, but very few people see it happen. So they think I'm lying. And then lo and behold, we're watching this dolphin show and I start legitimately like feeling the feels, even though it's like, it's a, it's, I can feel them pulling the strings at me on, Mm -hmm. on me. Like, like, like I know it's all just fake it's there's no actual emotional content but i'm like yeah why not i'll go with you and i start tearing up (laughs) i can i can see jimmy Mm -hmm. (laughs) i could more feel him (laughs) than see Mm him (laughs) kind of looking at me like is he crying at the dolphin show well, it was really more like, am I allowed to cry? Should I, am I, am I okay to cry? Is he crying? If he's crying. Cry. Yeah. You guys, Hey, you know what? it's okay to cry. Both of you. Yeah. Well, and then the and funny if you thing take is, anything from then, this podcast, it's that it's okay to cry. At the it's dolphin okay show. to cry. At the dolphin show. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. And, and then, you know, I was wearing a hat that day and then I dropped it and then he cried again. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone spill some milk? Yeah. And he cried at that? <laughs> no, he said he cried. Okay, so I see, I see where this episode's going, and that's fine. <laughs> um, so at the end of that lovely tune... I understand. I thought I thought you were just telling a really boring story, Jimmy. I was like, okay, you were with your wearing a hat. That's cool. Keep the sun out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. And then you dropped the hat. Well, that, you know, maybe your hands were full Tears. of popcorn and things that you buy at... <laughs> Things that you can buy at SeaWorld to to snack on, um, but then it was a it was a very long winded way to tell a joke that I tried to expand upon with the milk thing, no. and then you had to explain it back to me. So now I, I'm also explaining the whole thing back to you. <laughs> All right, so we should just so start over again, go. right? Should we get uh, well, back? I have a therapist appointment in an hour, so oh, okay. all right, you're gonna need it. No, no, no. let's let's power through, guys. Okay, let's so go. at the end of the song, Pooh falls asleep. He's sleeping by rabbit, and then we cut to Piglet, who's sleepily meandering the cave. Something high above him scares him, and he runs out of the cave. Shelob's lair. Skull. It would seem that the cave they were sleeping in was the mouth of the skull. Remember the skull that Owl said? That's where Christopher Robin went, the skull. Christopher Robin must be in the right. eye of Coming the from skull. inside the house. That's right. So mm-hmm. They're opening skulls back up. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes some of the skulls are digital. You can go to the lobotomy and rent mm-hmm. a book. Yep. Some of the skulls are digital. Um <laughs> They return to the cave in search of Christopher Robin and Skullosaurus, because that's where they're going to find Christopher Robin, right? At Skullosaurus. So Pooh suggests they mm-hmm. all split up. They all draw locks. Wadsworth goes with Miss Scarlet, Mustard with Miss Peacock. Oh, wait. Sorry. Nope. Clue reference. All right. Moving on. They. <laughs> that's how they all die. <laughs> uh, Kanga Academy. That's the joke. Go in ahead. the ballroom. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so all of them, Someone up. It. I didn't, um, they, they each set out yeah. along to search for Christopher Robin. Each of them have their own perilous mishaps until they find themselves all together again in the same place. And Optimus Prime is Eeyore. <laughs> and someone 
<laughs> Someone who made this movie saw Goonies because there's a lot of slides. Yep. And Wizard of Oz. Right. Okay. Boy, that'd be fun. So they find the Eye of the Skull. Absent Pooh, they decide to brave the journey and they make a plan for Pooh. They're going to do this on his behalf. They can't find him. So Tigger then uses his tail and he jumps with Piglet to the Eye of the Skull. Piglet then drops a rope. Mm-hmm. Pooh has some business with trying to escape the cave and he gives up on, he just totally gives up on having friends at all. Like he's just, he's <laughs> not ADA compliant. That's true. Those ramps. Also, this was this was the moment I was at the the concept of an albino cave bear came to my mm. mind. I was like, "Whoa, cool! What if what if bears lived in caves all the time and didn't see the sun? And what would that be like?" Mm. Polar polar bears. Just think about it. Polar bears, but not in the Arctic, unless it's an inside of a cave. Mm. So, cave bears, just bears that live in caves all the time. Okay. Right. Uh, so Pooh has lost all hope. And Pooh says, Oh, Christopher Robin, if only you could have seen it. Piglet was so much braver than he believed. Tigger was stronger than he seemed. And Rabbit was smarter than he thought. He finally got it right, guys. He figured it he out. Even, if I remember correctly, it doesn't even like it doesn't even dawn on him, right? Nope. He's just like, eh, yep. Yeah. No. Like it's no. always been. It's sad. It's sad. He had He's giving up hope. He's going to live the rest of his life alone, sad and scared, and in a dark, damp cave. This was a this was kind of a, a creepy moment. Well, but he's he's come through a journey. He's been trying to kind of get this thing out. He finally gets it out just when all hope is lost, and then it, it just then he hears, "Even if we're apart, I'll always be with you." It's Christopher Robin, guys. Where's mm-hmm. this voice coming from? He's there. Is it? No, this is this is the thing. Is it, it's coming from his heart. And that's the thesis mm-hmm. of this film. Is that heart's talk? Yes. <laughs> uh, but just, I mean, it's, I, I think it's touching for real. Like this is, I, as long I as agree. we're together, I, like Dan, you are in my heart mm-hmm. all the time. I feel like we're always together because you're always in my heart. Same with you, Audrey, in my heart. You're always, even if we're Aww. not together, mm. we're always together. And, and that goes for the, you listeners as well. You are always in our hearts here. You Heart scraping yeah. the vault. Joanne in our hearts. Steve, <laughs> Alan, Rob, David, Stephen, Little Star Nose, Gollum. Is that you? No, it's, it's Kathy Lee. Apparently, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I see. All right. Uh, little Mama. No, Johanna. <laughs> <laughs> So we now we now return to our friends who have all been roped up to the eye of Skullosaurus. They see a dark shadow. (gasps) It's it's Christopher Robin, and Christopher Robin is going to kill them. He goes on a mad tear. (laughs) There's fur everywhere and stuffing. And like I'm in middle school now. I don't need you. Albano Albano cave bears bears. (laughs) slashed. ABCs. I mean, ACBs. Albano Cave Bears. (laughs) That's our new new band. Cool. Great. Where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. That's Christopher Robin. Um, (laughs) So Piglet Piglet tells Christopher Robin he's brave enough, and Tigger learned he's strong enough, and Rabbit is smart enough. This is all like no place like home Wizard of Oz feeling at Mm -hmm. this point, Mm -hmm. right? 
Like they didn't yeah, need. Yeah. And then, and then he <laughs> says, you didn't have to come all the way out here to find it. It's been inside all along. So is Christopher Robin, oh. the wizard? Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. Or Dorothy, I guess well, he is. I mean, he is kind of like, I mean, it's all his imagination anyway. Right. That's so that's true. Just kind of like, hey, so he's Dorothy. Why would he imagine his animals with separation? Because anxiety? he's a megalomaniac. <laughs> because he's like just an egotistical. <laughs> the, the kid's like just about to. Like, how old is Christopher Robin in this? 72. Well, he's going to school, so he must be at least. Six. Right. Yeah, I'd say. Kids I'm are jerks. Go, yeah. Is, but is it, is it elementary school? But not your kid. You listening right now? Your kids are not jerks. And you're in our hearts here Steve. at Steve. Scraping the vault. Um, (laughs) so christopher robin's like i wasn't in the skull i was in school and then and then rabbit says that owl i knew skull had another y in it (laughs) childish innocence is great um so now Chris Robin clears all this up, right? They had the note that Owl misread and send them on this uh, masochistic, da- disastrous journey. And sadistic. he says, sadistic? Was sadists yeah. do it to themselves? Sadists do once. No, that you're, you haven't flipped. Opposite. Okay. Yeah. Sadistic. I think I said sadistic two weeks ago when we recorded before <laughs> Kathy Lee drugged us yep. and put us on her plane. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's what so, happened. <laughs> so he's, I still can't feel my toes. All right. So (laughs) Christopher Robin clarifies. He says, the note says, don't worry about me. I'm not going far away. I'll be back this afternoon. Help yourself to some honey. And then we cut to Pooh having a dilemma about eating the honey. And then he is lured to a large pot, which is lifted by Christopher Robin and safely reunite. All of his friends. They emerge from the cave. They learn when we are alone, it can be scary, but there's nothing to worry about when we have each other in our hearts. And then they sing, nothing can go wrong when everything is right. (laughs) Christopher Robin must be taking a pottery class. He's got so many pots. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's obsessed with pottery. I think Christopher Robin is legitimate. Look, okay, look, I'm I'm touched by these characters, first of all, and I, I started rereading the Tao Fu, which I think was great, and it's by... Uh, where's Benjamin Hoff is his name. Um, having said that, Christopher Robin is insane. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I think, (laughs) having so many pots is troubling. It's pottery school he's in. It's pottery school. Never said what kind of school it was. Oh, I think maybe he has like those weird like monastery parents who are like, no, go to pottery school. You'll learn like everything you need to know about California history standards. You think you'd learn how to spell honey? We don't vaccinate our children. Yeah, and yeah, it's he's a you know 
He's just exploring his world the way he wants yeah, to. It's him. not right, okay? I don't I don't like it. <laughs> Imagination is dangerous. No. No, it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um where do these where do his parents get off? <laughs> uh he's an unsupervised minor traipsing around mm-hmm. in the woods. Giving him participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just praising him for every achievement. Every last honeypot that he makes is better than the, the the one that came before it, which happens to be true. We're not, but good. he never learned how to spell honey. They're just pots. No. Oh. Uh, okay, guys, it's dusk, and then Pooh asks Christopher Robin why does he go to school, and Christopher Robin explains why he goes to school and how scary it might be. But then he remembers his friends and how brave Piglet can be and how strong Tigger is. And then when he felt the loneliest, he remembered Pooh. Christopher Mm. Robin explains he has to go back tomorrow. And will Pooh promise to be here forever and ever? They agree. The boy and his bear will be here forever Mm. in this remarkable place, the Hundred Acre Wood. So cute. It is really cute. Yeah, Dan I, had to, think I got the worm Dan fuzzies. had to ruin it with his come megalomania. Out, <laughs> not, not mine. I keep mine in check. Rebecca. Am I doing this right? I don't know what it is, but I just do your best column. It. It'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Why are you doing it, taters? I can't. I can't, guys. I just—that's the one accent that's I can't do. Ask me to do like I, I a like a Australian, do an Australian and, accent. You please. know, we're in business. All right. I like how your inability to do that also made it hard for you to come up with a name. <laughs> Tater. <laughs> she said taters. Yeah, she said well, taters. I think I'll put you in the spot. Austrian. I don't know the difference between Austrian and a bunch of other accents, so I won't even try. I mean, I guess I could try. Let uh. <laughs> Can you do the difference between European. Australian and New Zealand? I, not no. at all. I can't even. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> how about how about South African? <laughs> I know that's something I really can't do. They're all very similar to me. Yeah, well, that's what you Americans <laughs> like to say, huh? Not us Kiwis. <laughs> Kiwis, no. no. We've got a very distinct accent all across the entire continent. Well. Guys, you're not even thinking of David. David's liver right now. Oh, poor David. <laughs> I think he's dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we eat to pad our livers, right. or do we do we talk about our our sequel plans? Uh, uh, <laughs> there, there is at least one more sequel. Uh, I got nothing on that. It's too touching. I had a really great idea. Okay. So, like, I'm watching this movie, and midway through, I was just like, I wish there was a Calvin and Hobbes movie. Mm. Um, so, I wrote the plot to a Calvin and Hobbes movie, or at least a skeleton attempt 
Um, so it opens with Spaceman Spiff at school. Teacher is obviously pissed off. Some sort of, you know, hijinks ensues and uh, Calvin gets sent home. So at home, Calvin's mom and dad are fighting because parenting a weird kid is a real challenge. Yeah, it's his fault. Uh, yeah Calvin retreats to his bedroom. Hobbs is there. You know, they get to talking. Um, and uh, let's see. Susie plays a part in the movie. Calvin spends time away from mom and dad while they figure their shit out. Uh, Susie has to help Hobbs and Calvin reunite in some way. So they, they get separated, you know, because there's like that miscommunication moment that happens in every movie where it's like, oh, we can't work mm-hmm. together. And so they don't. And then they realize they have to work together. Uh, mom and dad and Calvin all love each other. Uh, Calvin, Susie, and Hobbs do some cool thing to get mom and dad back together. Unexpected but lovable twist. Bittersweet ending. Boom. A million dollars. Everyone loves it. And before that, Disney acquires the rights to Calvin and Hobbs. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, All right. Sure. Here's what I I have. I think there's a couple couple ideas. We've seen that this team... Together, they they all have their own quirks, and you know you you've listened to the podcast. You know what we talked about. Um, I think they solve a crime, like maybe a real like Ooh. cool, <laughs> or maybe even like a real life one, like an un- unsolved mystery or something. Like the cartoon characters are like in John the world. Ramsey, uh, maybe. Oh wow, <laughs> maybe. Um, I got that reference. <laughs> and you know, like like they they do like a real crime, like HBO series with like you know, Tigger's all hopped up and Ritalin and like, but like kind of. Oh, you're imagining like a, an adult reboot yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah. A, 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 yeah. Ooh, okay. Law and order, but with. with yeah. With, with the, the, the cartoon, characters. but they're still cartoon characters. Is Christopher Robin, the guy's like, all right, you two are off the case. Give me your badge. Oh, and you're absolutely. Good. Absolutely. And, cool. and, and Eeyore is always just like, oh, this is my last day. I just got it one last case. Is Eeyore the, is he the, the, uh, the like the mortician or like the, the uh, scientist guy on the team who's kind of like always pasty. And that in the could lab? work. I was actually, th- I, I think that's more rabbit. And I think that you, Eeyore oh, would be man. like hardened, like grizzled veteran who's just kind of over it. But ultimately, has some of the best like advice or best yeah, insights. But then, then towards the end, he gets killed, and then before he dies, mm. like, and one more day till retirement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, he's that character. Or and what's Tigger? Uh, Hopped on Modern Ritalin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I yeah. feel bad saying that as someone who takes it. He's <laughs> the itchy trigger finger guy. He's yeah. the what? He's the one who always wants to. He's the one who wants to shoot the gun first and ask questions. Right, but he's later. not like aggro about it. It's just he's just like he's just kind of excited, you know. Maybe it's his like he's it's his jumpy. first day or something. It's his first real case. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, or I think another another thing we could do is Pooh and friends destroy scammers. So like maybe they can attend a White House press briefing mm. or like Owl. We could have an episode where Owl like starts a multi level marketing like uh situation mm-hmm. and rabbits all yeah and wow. rabbits really eager about it and he's like because you know al came up with it and al's the smart one so rabbit's like well this is how you do it and he, he ropes in tigger and 
Tigger starts to like get it kind of confused and Piglet gets concerned about that. And he's like, Oh, poo, you didn't, Eeyore. Oh, that's right. Awesome. And Eeyore's like, what do you expect? This is all a scam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I so like I think it. I've already and they all done feel that, that they expose Owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's a sadist anyway. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, mine is uh, Christopher Robin, the movie starring uh, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I recommend you watch this film, and totally worth watching. I agree, and with or without you know anyone around, uh, box of tissues required, and mm-hmm. to drink, you would like to get a Booger Hill, which is a barrel <laughs> made with local honey <laughs> from Creature Comforts Brewery right here in Athens, Georgia. This beer was fermented in barrels starting December of 2014 using honey from Booger Hill Bee Company. (laughs) After 14 months of aging in wood, the beer was bottled in March of 2016 and then disgorged in September of 2017, a technique commonly used when making sparkling wine. This beer is uh, bottle conditioned and sediment should be reserved when pouring. Also, it is to be advised to people to open the beer fully refrigerated as it is a lively bottle, even though it has been disgorged. So it explodes. Yeah, it was a horrible time for my cousin who was disgorged. (laughs) Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds delicious and I love it. And I'm kind of surprised you didn't go with mead. But no one exactly. drinks meat anyway. Except those Brits. It's too sweet. That, wait a minute. Anyway, go ahead. Was that a hipster <laughs> thing? That never became a hipster. They never got that far, did they? Oh, mead? I don't know. Yeah. Or Booger Hill. <laughs> <laughs> they should really be. I, I like that it was called Booger Hill. It's you know, because this is a child's film. And, you know, kids like boogers and they eat them. Yeah. And it's local honey. Mm-hmm. It's Booger Hill yeah. honey. And it's been disgorged. All of it just really felt right for this film. Yeah. Wonderful. I think that would go great with the kind of meal that I conjured up in my noggin um, using my brain boogers because brains are like boogers. I'm stalling. Anyway, so like the first meal, it's like your first meal in college or your first meal in a foreign place. Mm. You're kind of alone. You're kind of afraid. What do you have? You have a very simple and unthreatening, non-threatening spaghetti and red sauce with garlic bread and cheap Caesar salad. Mm, that sounds good. With like the little croutons if you really want to get fancy. But you know, it's like ultimate comfort food. It's pretty uh, universally appealing. Um, what's not to like about a good pasta with red sauce? And Parmesan cheese from a can, from the cylindrical can. It's powder, and you could snort that (laughs) shit if you wanted to. But it's also a really, really good baseline to like measure the uh, overall quality of food at a place. Like, remember when buffets existed? Like, Mm -hmm. if I really. So in, at buffets, I would always go, and Jimmy knows this is true, mm-hmm. I'd beeline to the scariest looking thing first, and then mm-hmm. to get a uh, a read for how this place is, get some sp- just spaghetti and red sauce, because it's yep. such a baseline. It's such mm-hmm. a like, I mean, if you're doing that wrong, it's going to be done wrong 
to some degree in a mass cooking uh, situation, but, but Agreed. you can gauge it by how wrong it is. Right. One of my favorite things about Dan, uh, and hopefully this comes up on a future meal for a future episode, but what a very <laughs> distinct memory that I have of Dan uh, at Disneyland at the Casa Mexicana at the time, they would serve, you know, somewhat cafeteria style and they'd put your, you know, the, your bean burrito or whatever. And then they'd, <laughs> they'd ask you, you know, do you, they put cheese on it. And then Dan would always ask mm-hmm. for extra cheese. And just to be very clear Smart. about how much cheese <laughs> he wanted. <laughs> Dan, go ahead. I want you to worry about me with how much cheese you give me. <laughs> or some variation of the it theme. Was... Joke's on you, guy. I don't give a <laughs> about you. My favorite was offend me with the amount yeah, of cheese. Nice. Right. Yeah, I want an offensive amount of cheese. <laughs> or another one is when you think you've put too much, put another handful on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. Mm. Did you ever, were you ever disappointed by the amount of cheese that you received? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I've learned how to order things the way, I, and I'm nice about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, I want Jovial. you to put, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, I don't go into Karen mode or anything. I'm just like, look, I know what you're, what you've been told. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> Charge mm-hmm. me extra. Yeah. To- ab- please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want a lot yeah. of cheese. I yeah. want to not poop. Um, <laughs> That's funny. My brain went so there too. We I, our, like, I want to destroy my We have cold. our Booger Hill disgorged uh, beer, honey beer. Uh-huh. We have our pasta marinara with cheap Caesar and powdered cheese. And what are we listening mm-hmm. to? Okay. So I need to put uh, everyone in a, a mindset here. Wherever you are, that song that Pooh sings to the scary distance, that got me thinking about, and again, I'm, you know, my dad is in the background in my mind for a lot of this. And I, you know, watching it, I'm very emotional and I get to this place where he sings that song. And, you know, I'm thinking a lot about death and, and uh, there's a lot of places I can go with that. But then I, I started thinking about how I felt when David Bowie passed. And, and this is going to sound like a sad thing, but the, the song is ultimately a positive thing. But it's filtered through Bowie, so of course it's going to sound sad. A year after he died, a song was released very quietly that not a lot of people are aware of called No Plan. And it just happens to fit with all of the Taoist stuff and Pooh's sort of you know, and here it's there. Here it is. And no one saw this coming. It was just the year to the day after he died, they released this. Twirling my pasta with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Dumping that powdered cheese on. So if if no one's familiar with the, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the, with the idea that he put out an album, you know, shortly before he died. Uh, what people might not be aware of is that the album was made with him knowing that he was dying, and it's a it's it's very good, and it, it it's. Uh, it's sad, but in the way a good funeral is sad, where you're like, okay, I'm, I miss this person, but I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? 
And so this song comes out a year later, and the, the, the point of it is basically like, I'm fine. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. I have no way of conceptualizing where I am now, but I'm gone and I'm okay. That's amazing. I like this. Somewhat, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect and it's very, very colored by where I was when I was watching this, and I'm aware of that. But it, it fit really well. And Brent, and in a way, and this is not meaning to be derogatory, but his voice is reminiscent of Jim Cummings. <laughs> right? Yeah. Little yeah. Bit. No, I, when I re-listened to it today, I was just like, I bet Jimmy's going to say that. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a fair uh, observation. Yeah. It's good. So, yeah. Um, so here are the power rankings. Mm. You ready? This is my opinion. Oh, up for sorry. debate. In last place, Bell's Magical World. <laughs> then, Return, <laughs> um, <laughs> Return of the Shavar, Bell's Magical Christmas. Enchanted. Pocahontas 2, Enchanted Christmas. Pocahontas 2, Journey to the New World. Mm-hmm. Lion King 2, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. And number one, Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search mm-hmm. for Christopher Robin. Mm. The only thing that makes me even question that is the music. Okay, fair. So then Mm. in that case, does this go, is King of Thieves at the top still? Still at the top. And does Pooh's Grand Adventure go before or after Lion King 2? I think it goes after for me because I would rather watch Lion King 2 before Pooh's Adventure I think that this is... This is the better movie of the two, but mm-hmm. you got to be in the mood for this. You know, it's like true. That's true. I don't want to compare this irresponsibly to Requiem for a Dream, but you know, it's like it's kind of in that category where it's like, yeah, this is this is going to take something out of you, and it's not. It's not to say that it's it, that makes it better, but it's not necessarily a like, hey, let's watch this. Um, it feels like it's its own category, right? All these others, you can kind of have it, it on its fluff, but Pooh's in its own little side category where, I mean, we have to kind of put it in the, the rankings, I guess, unless we just have this alternate category we haven't figured out yet. Agreed. But, Guys, is this one delivery or is it DiGiorno? Ooh. Red Baron. Uh, ooh. How about, oh. Totino's pizza rolls. I mean, I do, I do have issues with the song, but not, not, they're not terrible. Like I was saying, they're not terrible songs outside of this movie. They don't fit the movie necessarily. Covered them. Well, yeah, she's crazy though. Um, I think it's kind of. She has a airplane and she can fly it. Guys, it was me. Okay, I just needed to come up with a transition. Yeah. Well, I was going to apologize for all the swears that I was doing today, but now forget about it, Dan. I can't believe you you took advantage of my trust. Mm. It's been very swear heavy. (laughs) Uh, All right. So official King of Thieves, Lion King 2, Pooh's Grand Adventure, Pokey 2, Enchanted Christmas, Return of Jafar, Magazine, Cold World. Works. I, yes. Okay. Sure. When we get to the top three, I don't like they can kind of be interchangeable for me at this point. Depends on the day and the mood. It's like poetry. It's it's a poem. 
Pooh's Grand Adventure is a little poem. And if you watch it to try and pick it apart, you won't, you'll miss the whole point. Yeah. 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 As we've learned in the last hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, longer. Um, (laughs) uh, From San Diego to Seattle, Washington, perhaps. mm. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I think, I think King of Thieves does the, it does, it continues the story effectively in a way that works. This one is very skillfully works in the whole idea of it being a straight to video sequel. It, It does it so skillfully. Yeah. What I, yeah, let's, let's just end this thing. We'll keep, we'll keep it at that. So (laughs) power rankings, King of Thieves, Lion King 2, Pooh's Grand Adventure, Pokey 2, Shanna Christmas, Return of the Farm, and whole world. Uh, So thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding our abduction by one Kathy Lee Gifford from San Diego to our mind palaces. I want you to please listen to the other shows on our network. Of course, this is Scraping the Vault as it's always been uh, in order of important power rankings of podcasts, scraping the vault, Supreme resort, <laughs> banter, Beskar, bantha milk. <laughs> you, Ears you, up. You keep playing this game. I'm not going to play it with you. Ears up. In depth. Uh, ears up. Uh, and also want to thank our official travel partner. That is concierge. If you're interested in planning Disney theme park or any theme park adventures, Gator World. Uh, call concierge. Gator World. Concierge is a one-stop shop, no extra cost to you. It is a, a wonderful travel partner. They do tremendous work. It's a lot of confusing times these days here in uh, Q3 2020. Please reach out to them. They'll answer all your questions. They can help you travel future, uh, plan future travel, weddings, honeymoons. They got you covered. Concierge phone number is... 1-800-Flowers. It's something, something our ears. Concierge.com. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. You're doing just fine. Okay, ready? One eight five six hour ears. You can call or email anytime, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Service at concierge.com. You can reach out to E Johnson at concierge.com. You can reach out to us. That's Jimmy at earsup podcast.com. Dan at earsup podcast.com. Audrey is available at dan at ears up <laughs> exactly uh you can follow jeremy jeremy at uh, spectro underscore radio at uh instagram and twitter guys i listen to your i listen to spectro radio almost every night it kind of helps put me to sleep it's it's a wonderful listen if you like theme parks it's a great radio station please listen and support jeremy and for dan and audrey this is jimmy thanks for listening to screaming the vault and until next time, be yeah. kind, be kind, and yeah. rewind. Oh, I screwed up that landing so bad. Good thing I'm not flying this plane, eh, Kathy? <laughs> Kathy, are you there? Kathy, no. hello? No, Kathy. Not doing it. Nobody's not flying the plane! No. Nope. I'm actually running hey, everybody. I'm here to fly the plane, though. Oh, Sultan! Sultan. (laughs) No, I'm an old lady. (laughs) Sultan, can I tell you? Can I tell you about my new album? Uh, I I promise, this isn't a gimmick. I had every intention of just letting it play.
the end. <laughs>